Hi, and thanks for downloading That B Word Podcast. I'm your beautiful bipolar host, Becky, and today we're going to be talking to Ace from the Normal Bipolar Guy podcast. This is less of an interview than it is just a conversation between a couple of people who have similar um, issues that they deal with. So if you're lacking any context, um, I would suggest that you head on over to Ace's podcast and give them a listen. So first, a little news to just my own. Um, this week, I had a doctor's appointment with my prescriber. And as I suspected, she put me on a another mood stabilizer antipsychotic, Seroquel, um, which I have some mixed feelings about. <laughs> I've been on it before and did not especially uh, like how it made me feel. That was a long time ago, so I'm willing to give it another try. Although, man, the past couple of nights, it's really knocked me out. I could not wake up for anything. <laughs> um, I slept maybe 12 hours, which is insane because I haven't been sleeping that much at all for the past, what, four or five weeks? So it's nice to be able to get a good night's sleep for sure. Uh, although I'm a little bit worried that it's going to make me tired during the day, which would not be ideal, which would obviously, you know, make work harder. So hopefully it doesn't do that. It seems to wear off pretty quickly in the morning. I wake up a little groggy, but after an hour or two, I'm, I'm pretty much normal. Hopefully it continues to work out. I can already tell it's made a difference just in being able to sleep. For the past couple of nights, I feel a lot more uh, able to deal with things already. So, so yay. I guess that's a good thing. So this week in news and reviews, I wanted to touch on um, something that we're going to discuss a little bit in my discussion with Ace today. And that is um, the Americans with Disabilities Act for those who live in the U.S. and how the ADA can assist with getting reasonable accommodations um, if you are employed. Um, I know that's something that a couple of people um, that I know have been able to to use to their advantage, which is great. Um, there are a couple of drawbacks, though, uh, that not very many people uh, either seem to know about or or make or comment on very often. For example, personally, I am not covered by the ADA. Um, I know it seems odd. I am American. I have a disability, but uh, I am not covered. And that is because the ADA, um, it outlaws job, job discrimination by all employers, including state and local government employers, with 15 or more employees uh, after July 26, 1994. I'm getting that from the EEOC.gov website. That's the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission website. Well, the problem is that my office does not have more than 15 employees. Significantly less than that, actually. So I have no recourse at my job to request reasonable accommodations. Um, so what do you do then if you 
uh, are not covered? Well, first, I would suggest that anybody before trying to talk to their boss about getting reasonable accommodations through the ADA, first make sure that their employer is required to abide by that because because you don't want to request those and then come to find out later that they don't have to abide by that and put your job in jeopardy doing that. Um, so first make sure that your employer has to abide by the ADA. And if they do not, um, for my my personal in my personal experience, I find it's better to just take a sick day if necessary. Sometimes one day doesn't cut it, and I can understand that. In fact, um, I was working at the job I'm currently at right now when I was originally hospitalized for the, they diagnosed me as bipolar disorder. And it did almost cost me my job because I did not want to, I did not want to disclose what disability I had or the reason uh, I wasn't at work for four days. Simply called off sick each of those days. And although they didn't like it, I had that vacation time available. So there was no lasting repercussions for that. Thank goodness. But it really very well could have and, and might have had I chosen to disclose right then and there. You know, luckily that's been years ago and I'm still with this employer. So that seems to have worked out well for me. Now, I don't... Hmm. I don't want to encourage anybody to stay silent uh, when they would rather speak out, by all means, um, speak out, but just be aware if you feel like you're going to be discriminated against and you don't have that protection, then, you know, take care of yourself first. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. That's about all I could find on the ADA as far as who is not bound by it. And I haven't really been able to find many resources uh, regarding those who are not covered with by the ADA or kind of fall through the, the cracks in this law. I'm hoping it's not that many people, but I know at least 10 people that it applies to. <laughs> anyway, so if I do find any more information on that, I'll be sure to pass it along. I also found an article um, coming out of Cardiff in the UK that says that, and this is not going to be a surprise to many, that sleep loss can trigger a relapse, especially in the form of mania in people with bi bipolar disorder. And there's probably a lot of you out there going, uh, yeah, <laughs> I know that already. Um, but hey, now it's actually in an article. So it goes on to say that um, it's about a one in four chance of uh, somebody with bipolar disorder risking an episode after having lost sleep or not been able to sleep for a while. It goes on to say that um, it's the largest study so far reporting on sleep loss as a trigger uh, in bipolar disorder. And 
evidently it was a pretty large sample size, so they could dis distinguish between type 1 or type 2 bipolar and 20% of people with bipolar disorder reported that sleep loss triggered high mood, whereas 12% reported that sleep loss triggered low mood. So that's still pretty significant, I think. 12% is less than obviously with mania, but it makes sense that it could go either way, to me anyway. Honestly, I think the, in times when I've lost a lot of sleep and it's affected my mood like that, I think it's it's often been sort of a mixed episode. So that's it for the news for this week. I will go ahead and go ahead and toss it over to my interview with Ace, and I hope you enjoy it. I'm here with Ace from the Normal Bipolar Guy podcast. How are you doing, Ace? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing awesome. <laughs> it's just a little bit of sarcasm in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Do I sound the same over the phone as I do on my podcast? I wonder that. Yeah, mostly. <laughs> For the most all part. Right. Good question. Go ahead. That's all right. So, what have you been doing? Anything new? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I got a, uh, a ton on my plate for uh, people that are listening that also listen to mine. Um, I have not even thought about recording an episode um, this last week, um, and I probably won't for a couple of weeks. I know I didn't get to announce that the last episode I had because I decided to get stoned and record an episode, which was <laughs> hilarious, oh my God. I think. I couldn't uh, believe it when you did that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it'd be a good experiment. I mean, I might have lost some listeners. I mean, but, it, it uh, was funny. You know, it's called, it's my life. That's what it's supposed to be. And... I gotta make an announcement like this on mine, but my podcast has totally evolved. You know, it was the academic bullshit. You know, people like that, um, and I, I will do some of that in the future. But it's my life, and that's what it's supposed to be. You know, just to show who I am, and and hopefully people can relate to that. So. You know, if I alienated people, then, you know, maybe they're not the listener that I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, but, uh, that's, you know, that episode was just to, you know, show how I'm struggling and uh, whatever. Um, but, I, you know, since then, I have school. I have um, trying to work things out with my wife. I'm trying to get my meds stabilized. Yeah. I, you, you just know, added a med, didn't you? Didn't you just... Uh -huh. Didn't you just add Abilify or something like that? Yeah, see, I haven't even gotten to record this, so for those listening to my podcast as well, you're getting a sneak peek <laughs> here. Um, I got the scoop. Abilify turned into a disaster. Oh, fast. yeah very fucking fast and the hilarious thing about Abilify 
without me knowing this, and mind you, I've seen my psychiatrist for like three years, mm-hmm. so he knows my story, right? Mm-hmm. And you would think that he would um, prescribe me things that were healthy for me, <laughs> and it turns out that Abilify, one of the main side effects, is compulsive gambling. <laughs> what? Why would he prescribe that to you? Right? Oh, man. So, so he prescribed me that, and, um, and I didn't know that. You know, I didn't know that going into it. Well, yeah, but why would you? I, um, um, a couple days into it, like, literally a couple days into taking it, I'm starting to feel things about gambling that I haven't felt in a long time. Like, I, yeah, I've fucked around and I've played poker and that kind of stuff, but it has been a solid year since I felt like going and draining my bank account was a good idea. Right. You know, since I even thought about doing that. But, um... Like, a couple days into it, I'm having these thoughts of, like, I need to go to the casino with 5 to 10K on me and just blow it. You know? Oh, man. I don't know about blow it, but <laughs> I know you. Win, you seem know? to have better luck than most people that do at that stuff anyway. Yeah, I, I'm a very good gambler. <laughs> <laughs> and, Is that a good uh, thing? I don't know. Uh, yeah, so I opted for the ten grand option, which was awesome, oh, and I lost it all in forty five minutes. Oh my gosh, dude! Yeah. Oh, yeah. you're giving me a heart attack right now. I'm like literally right. having anxiety for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that didn't work out. Mm, no. <laughs> and. uh I googled abilifying gambling and like the first result was this class action lawsuit against abilify for gambling. Wow. And I'm like fuck maybe I should get in on that and I called and it had to be between 2014 and 2015 or something Mm -hmm. that you took it because now the warning is out and now it's like it's on you at this point. Which was great because my doctor is the one who gave it to me. I had no idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't believe he did that. So did you change to something else? or? Mm-hmm. So I went into my doctor's uh, again and told him what happened. Mm-hmm. And, and he told me that I just have bad coping skills. Okay, well... That's yeah. not terribly and helpful it's by not, itself. It's not the Abilify. And I said, um, it is because I know things are different. Like, I know myself, and you're, you can't tell me that I just all of a sudden felt like doing that was a good idea after a solid year of doing all right. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and so... He said, well, we can put you on this. And I said, does it cause weight gain? And he said, yes. 
and he said, well, I can put you on this. And I'm like, does it cause weight gain? And he said, yes. And I'm like, dude, I'm not going on something that's going to put weight on me. Like, I, I've already struggled uh, getting 150 pounds off from my weight loss surgery. Like, you're out of your fucking mind if you... Oh, I'm sorry. Can I swear? Oh, yeah. Totally. I'm, okay. I'm going to swirl over this fucking thing. Yeah. You're out of your fucking mind if you think that I'm going on something that's going to put weight on me. So he said, well, the only other option is to go back on Geodon. Oh, no. And that was I the one said, that, like, made you real tired, right? Yeah, yeah, it made me real tired. But, but, I was on a severe, I was on the max dose you could be on. Uh-huh. And, you know, psychotic schizophrenics are on the max dose of Geodon. I think we might have been overdoing it. So <laughs> I said, well, let's try it again, but how about the intro dose, you know? Mm-hmm. So now I'm on, I, I went back on it, and I'm on a quarter of what I was on. And so far, I haven't had too much tiredness. That's good. But, you know, it's only been a couple days. One, two, I don't think I'm going to stay on the intro dose. We'll at least move up to maybe half dose or something. Um, but, you know, I'm going to do it progressively this time instead of just, well, maybe this is a good idea. We're going to do, um, you're on it until things are different, you know, instead of just ramping up. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, so I'm on 40 milligrams of that a day. Things seem okay. Um, but I'm also safeguarding myself, which I don't know, um, if your listeners, I mean, you probably haven't covered this yet, I don't think. I've listened to a couple of, uh, of your episodes. But, probably not. Um, but um, the ways that you can cover yourself at a professional job, mm. um, there are things that the Americans with Disability Act give you as right. somebody with bipolar disorder. And... Um, one of them is getting accommodations, um, reasonable accommodations, it's called. And I'm going to, or I already did, ask to work from home for the next couple months while I get used to this medicine again. Oh, that's a good idea. And so that hasn't been approved yet, but I just asked last Friday, and my boss had to go to HR first. So we're going to talk about that tomorrow. Um and see, see uh, where he's at with that. Um, we have a one-on-one again. So I think he will have talked to them by now. If he hasn't, I will call them and see what needs to be done. Um, and yeah. uh, we'll take it from there. So yeah. I'm back yeah. on it. Uh, you know, it didn't make me feel bad mentally right Mm -hmm. it just made me feel tired and it's actually it actually worked in terms of no suicidal thoughts no anger yeah obviously have those things passing passing and going that kind of thing but but nothing on a consistent basis while i was on geodine so i think all in all it's a good medicine for me i just need to be able to function 
uh, and not be so tired and not be so flat. You know, mm-hmm. like my personality was gone at that dose. Yeah. So, geodone's an antipsychotic, right? Yeah. Yeah. Typical antipsychotic, it's called. That's what I thought. I was. Oh. I have to. I go. I'm going to the doctor tomorrow, right? Because uh-huh. I kept having this try and move up my appointment, try and move up my appointment because I've just been super unstable lately. I'm just all over the place. And I don't know what to tell her. She's going to want to put me on an antipsychotic, and I don't want to because they turn me, like, they make me so tired like you were. Right. Well, and I feel like I, I mean, it's probably going to happen. I'm just not happy with it. There, You know, there's a couple things. You could ask to start at a very low dose and don't increase it unless you absolutely need to. And you can try or you could try a couple of different ones or you can um, try, and I say this very cautiously, what Bipolar Bob does and that is he takes Wellbutrin in the morning. Now, I know that's a antidepressant, mm. and we typically don't do too well on those, but from what I hear, a small amount of Wellbutrin in the morning can give you the energy, and it doesn't really throw you into mania like the other things do. Huh. Yeah. That's, and I'm already on 110 milligrams of Effexor a day. I think that mm. might have something to do with it, too. <laughs> That makes so, you tired, though, doesn't it? It um, it doesn't make me tired. No, it Maybe did at first, so but I couldn't sleep. I don't know what it did to my energy. I can't remember, but when I was on it, I couldn't sleep like at all. Yeah, I've not been sleeping either, which is not good. <laughs> no, you need sleep. Uh-huh. So if you're on something that makes it so you can't sleep, you probably need to get off of it. Yeah. I don't know, I have a feeling that everything's going to change all at once, and I'm just not looking forward to it. There might be a few yeah, episodes of me just, like, bawling into the microphone. great right now, then why not change them all at once? Well... You, know, you said things aren't great. Yeah. The last times I've heard from you anyway, so... Um, you know, maybe maybe a big overhaul is exactly what you need, you know? Who knows? Yeah, I know. It's just always a pain, and you know how it is. <laughs> you bring that up to your husband or anything, or anybody like that? I, you know, I talk to my husband a little bit about it. I just ask him how he thinks I am appearing from an outside point of view, because I feel like they're two very different things. So, and he thinks that... I appear to be somewhat more stable now as far as like the anger. Like I had a huge anger problem, huge (laughs) anger issue. And like, I haven't been getting those rage episodes since I've been on the Lamictal really. So I think to him, it, it appears that I'm doing better, but like, inside it it almost is worse you know what i mean so i don't know what to do about that like for me to feel good everybody else has to be miserable (laughs) do you uh do you see a therapist i forgot 
Yeah, I do. I actually just started seeing a new one. Yeah. So. I'm going back to my old one that I had an amazing relationship with. Oh, that's good. Uh, she, she moved downtown, and um, it made it difficult for me to get there during work days and that kind of thing. But things got so bad recently that I don't really care about the drive anymore. And I can't find a therapist that I just love and... I really liked her, so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna bite the bullet and do the drive, and uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think it's a good idea because I mean, all the medicine in the world isn't gonna work if you're not also working towards something. So, right. Yeah. How's uh things like with your wife, if you don't mind me asking? I know you're having some trouble there. I can cut this out if you don't want to talk about it. No, it's fine. What, my wife? Yeah. Mm. Well, I um, I promised her I would cut off uh, the girl that um, caused all this, um, and I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I deleted the Facebook account I was using, and I wrote her a letter about how we can't talk, at least right now, um, no, you know, like no bad feelings between us, I don't think, or anything. Um, we just both realize that, uh, we're kind of bad for each other at this point in time. Yeah. And, um, I need to figure out what I'm doing, uh, before anything could possibly ever happen there. And, um, that's fair. Um, and I really have been trying <laughs> with the wife. Um, things are going okay, I guess. You know, there's just always these things that I don't like about her, and there's, I guess they're just always going to be there or something. Um, yeah. But um, she's trying very hard. Um, she's letting me go out my own thing every now and then and hang out with friends and like stuff that I just haven't done in the last couple of years um and she's trying to be more patient and that kind of stuff and you know she's really trying and but the problem is she tries so hard and I don't feel like trying as hard you know uh. and um so I don't, I don't know. Like right now, right now I'm happy with the way things are going, but like she's very, and she's entitled to be very suspicious right. all the time. And like I said, she's trying to be more patient in some respects, but in this respect, she's very much being very overbearing, like Every time I look down at my phone, it seems like, what are you doing? Uh, Who are you talking to? Or, like, the other day, my dad called me, um, and uh, I was on my way home, and when I got home, I pulled into the parking spot and um, sat in the car and talked to him for another five or ten minutes because I had him on the Bluetooth, and I didn't feel like taking him off of Bluetooth and then 
walking outside and walking upstairs and having to talk to my wife and all that stuff. I just wanted to finish the conversation. So when I got inside, she's like, who are you talking about there? Uh. Like, my fucking dad? You know? Like, she thinks I'm calling that girl or something, you know? And I'd love to. I'd love to talk to her again. I would love it. But it's just a fucking manic thing for me, I think. Yeah. I think. You know, I don't know how real that was. I, I hadn't slept for seven days. And every waking moment was talking to her, you know? It was, like, 24-7 on Facebook, and, like, I, I wasn't getting work done, you know? And so that's the kind of thing that makes me think it was more of an addiction than anything, because when you're letting it affect other things in your life, it's not really healthy, right? No, yeah. So, so I don't know. I don't know. Part of me wants to my wife still um and part of me is like you know I don't want to be alone and I'm afraid and then well I start thinking about that and I go well that girl there's you know there's there's something that could happen there I wouldn't be alone and then I go well is there any possibility that that would actually happen who knows and like, you see where my head's at? It's just a fucking cycle. Yeah. Like, I have, I have no idea where I'm at right now, really, to be honest with you. I have no idea. Yeah. No, I can tell. It's rough. Yeah. Like, yeah. Marriage is hard. <laughs> yeah, <that laughs> Even more so that. if there's, like, you know, it, you have mental health issues on top of it. Yeah. God, that was fun, though, talking to somebody that just get you you know yeah. like the bipolar thing i think was the most attractive part it's like we understand everything that each other have gone through you know and like where do you get that you know like a normal person doesn't understand what i just explained to you my head like like how how your thoughts can go like that you know yeah and that's what i think i found most attractive about that girl was her her mind you know like the, the way she thinks is the way I think and that's how I got so so hooked I guess I don't know yeah um, no that's so what it is I don't know I get it I don't know it sounds kind of like one of like one of my things is like I don't know if it's a, like a love addiction or just an addiction to attention or what, but something about me makes me just unable to let go of relationships, uh, yeah. you know, or like anything like yeah. that. So, yeah. dude, I was gonna fucking end in your relationship for a one week relationship, oh, you know, man. So. That's pretty fucked up. <laughs> yeah. You know, I at least maybe put some time in with the other one, but, you know, that, that wasn't a good option, so. No, that wasn't, I mean, it wasn't healthy no matter what. No, I don't think it was. But God, it was fun. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if I regret it. I don't think I do. Oh, 
that's it not was good. Fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it's something about a new thing too. You know, that's probably what it is too. Like. Yeah. You, you well, somebody your like wife or your husband every single day for years, and you know, it's not like it's not like the love's gone, but the 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 spontaneity, the fucking I miss you so much thing. I mean, that you know, that dies down a little bit, and that yeah. doesn't mean that your relationship's any worse. But to somebody with bipolar disorder in a manic phase, it does seem like that, you know. Yeah, um, I know what you mean. What's your take on all that as a female? As a female? Oh, gee, <laughs> let me get out my female handbook and see what I'm allowed to say. Uh, <laughs> no, it's like, well, I get what you're saying about being able to relate to somebody more yeah. than your spouse. Which, you know, it, I feel the same way sometimes, too, where it's like... I just can't get him to understand what I'm feeling. And I mean, I shouldn't even try because it's not going to happen. He does. He is not bipolar. He's not going to be able to understand it fully. So I just, I keep having to remind myself of that and try to come to terms with, with um, the fact that, you know, the best that I can do is just like tell him what I need him to do or, you know, when I need need him to be there. Yeah. And that's about the best thing you can do. Because yeah. if you're looking for, like, somebody to commiserate with, that's just not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I, um... Yay, relationships. Yeah. I fucking miss her. I really do. But, um... I, I don't know. I, do I miss her? Do I miss the situation? Or do I miss mania? You know, I mm. mean, do I trust myself? I don't fucking know. I don't. <laughs> like, that's the hardest thing about bipolar disorder is not being able to trust yourself. It's like, is this a healthy, rational thought or is this a bipolar thought? You know? Mm-hmm. And I don't think I'll ever get a handle of that. And I don't think I. I I just don't trust myself, you know, people ask me that, you know, they'll email me and ask me how to do that, and I just, <laughs> I just, uh, like, it goes with all the emails, you know, it's like, I try to give my best take on things, but you can't give people the perfect answer, and so I would just give you that advice, you know, like, don't feel like you're going to fix people, just, yeah. you just got to be there for them, and, uh, Eventually, you'll get an email from a guy. <laughs> Someday, I'll get an email. Says, Yay. <laughs> you're going to get an email from a guy that says that he saved his life. And good luck with that one. Oh, okay? no. Okay, because I've gotten those emails multiple times. And it's like, holy shit. You know, like, I saved her life? And I'm not saying that the girl that got all this with said that. I don't think she did. I can't remember. But I've definitely had those emails that said I've saved their life, essentially. Yeah. And um, it's like, holy shit, okay, well, if you if I saved your life, then let's fuck! 
Oh, yeah. I'm That's logical. Sick. I'm so sick. Like, <laughs> people are people are trying to be genuine with you, and you're like, uh, but, um, I'm still a sick bastard, and, uh, yeah, let's see what goes on here. Uh, yeah. Do you still talk to her? No, I haven't for a while. I, I messaged her a few times, but I haven't. Mm-hmm. Message her for a while. I got the feeling she kind of wanted me to leave her alone, so. Uh, I, I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt she wanted you to leave her alone. Not, like, there was like a little group there. Is, is that still going? I know, no. They're all gone. Everyone's gone except for. What's his name? Is that the name he used? Yeah, every once in a while we'll just post something randomly out of the blue. Yeah. That's what, even, uh, even, uh, what's her name's gone? There. I don't know if we're supposed to say names, but, uh. Oh, um. You, you yeah, know I know who you're talking about, and, uh. Yeah, no, she doesn't post there anymore. I don't know exactly what's, what's going on with her. I think she, like, I think she went through something pretty major and then had to, like, take a step back. Because I heard there was her definitely a big shift wild. in tone from her. <laughs> I wrote her a note, I think, like a week ago, and uh, just said, I hope you're doing well, haven't heard from you, that kind of thing. Because I think, I think when she heard about my wife and everything, she's like, all right, I don't need that drama. Like, just stay away from this guy regardless. And uh, so I think that's what happened there. But um, that doesn't need to be the case. You know, I can still talk to women I just need <laughs> that boundary um and I think I've done a good job since then I don't know what happened man it was the perfect fucking storm it was like I was in mania and then I got in a fight with my wife and then she emailed me like that day uh. you know and it was just like Oh my god, alright. And then I looked at her Facebook and I was like, Oh my god, alright. And then <laughs> I, I just, it just happened. I feel I like know. you shouldn't laugh, but it's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, new topic. Okay. New else. topic. Unless you want to keep talking about that. No, that's alright. It sounds like we've pretty much worn that one out. Oh, I did want to say something about um, the last episode that you did. Like, you ended it with something like, it was kind of, oh, I don't remember. No, I think it was the, I think it was the high one. You ended something with something like, you know, it's going to be a constant battle no matter what. You know what I mean? That, That kind of flavor. I think it was the last episode you did. You ended with saying... Something along the lines of, you know, it's never going to get all the way better. You're always going to have to work. And it's always going to be a struggle. Something along those lines. Do you remember saying that? With my wife? No, with everything. With bipolar disorder and mental health. Oh. Or maybe you meant your wife and I just misread it. I mean, I've definitely said that before, but I don't know. I don't know if, uh, if I said it on the podcast. I don't remember, but, uh. Yeah, I feel like that from time to time. I feel, oh, it was the gambling. Um, Maybe it wasn't just gambling. Maybe it was like addictions in general. It's like 
I can go months, I can go a year without something, but it just lives in my brain and it just stays there and it just waits, waits for its opportunity to yeah. fucking get me when I'm down and fucking just pounce. And that's what happened with this thing. It's like I was, I just went through mania, you know, I, I still don't feel normal, still don't feel like I did before that happened. You know, I I feel like a different person now. Yeah. And um, it uh, it just was really getting to me. It's like, how can I be doing good? And then I just know that this thing is sitting there waiting, and that's going to be the rest of my life? Are you kidding me? Like, I can't take that. And that's probably along the lines of what I was saying. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure if, you know, that was meant to be, like, inspirational or if it was more gloomy. I couldn't tell. Definitely wasn't inspirational. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how you could pull inspirational out of that, but... Uh, oh, I don't know. It, it, uh, I'm sure it's possible. It was... Uh, no, it was just... I was sick of life that day, you know? I have days where I don't feel like that, where I feel strong, and um, days like that day where I feel like complete shit, you know? So, So with your... Okay, let me ask you about this. Since you're, you're an addict and bipolar, so when you were, like, in your addiction, I know that yours kinda started differently than mine. But do you feel like when you were using that it was the specific substance that, you know, you just were addicted to physically? Or do you feel like it was trying to, like, fill an emotional void kind of thing? So I was thinking about that the other day. Absolutely, to get out of my head. Or or not just get out of my head, but shut my head off. You know, it's like thought, 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 drugs. <laughs> like, it enters your brain and it says, no more. Like, for four fucking hours, we are done thinking about how bad shit is. And that's what I want. You know, it doesn't matter if it's fucking weed, alcohol, cocaine, oxy, heroin, it's all the same who gives a shit chemical. Yeah. And, you know, I haven't done a lot of those in a while, but yeah, that's what I crave. Fucking shutting my head off and and making it seem like life is manageable if only for a short time. And, but the sad thing is, is it's actually not helping. <laughs> well, no. Yeah. Of course not. <laughs> so... Catch-22, I guess you would call that. Um, You think it's helping, but it's actually making things worse. Like, it makes me more irritable, and it makes it so I'm not thinking clearly. So if I make a big decision while I'm under the influence, then holy shit, that's a bad decision. I don't know. So, there you have it. Hey, I I was meaning to ask you, and apparently you didn't feel like saying what it was during your your last episode, but 
good for me. Yeah. And I was just like, fucking tell us what it is! <laughs> <laughs> what, you didn't like the air of mystery that I was creating? No, I'm kidding, I wasn't yeah, doing that. Um, like, holy shit, what is it? <laughs> oh, shit, dude, well, that's kind of what I was just talking about, I mean... Like, uh, so, whatever. I think I talked about it on the last episode. Shit was going on. And I just came home that day, and I had, like, uh, three fingers and a ball of Grey Goose, and I just chugged the whole fucking thing, and then I cracked another one, and I started chugging that one. Then I went out for martinis. And the bad part is, I didn't even get drunk. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's the best. I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Doesn't matter how much you do, it doesn't work, and that's how you know it's no good for you. I know. The fact that it doesn't work is saying something. Like normal people can't drink two bottles of vodka. (laughs) Well, the one was almost gone. (laughs) And uh, well, by the time you had martinis and everything. Well, okay, that's true. Yeah, I know that once I realized that I was like, oh, I'm still sober. What does this mean? I was like, oh, this, that can't be good. That cannot be good. I need to stop right now. Yeah. So I was listening to the most recent episode of The Split. Did you listen to that one? And he was not yet. No. He was talking about um, like punching hoods of cars or something like that. I had to. No. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you're gonna have to listen to it. I got some anger problems. I love them. <laughs> yeah. But anger is a cup of tea, that's for sure. But, I don't know. Uh, kind no, of goes along no, with everything. I, I haven't heard it yet. Mm-hmm. See, apparently people listen to him, and he only posts like once every month or every other month. So I don't know why I think I need to post every single week, but I do. So. I'm just not, I'm not going to for at least a couple weeks, probably. Yeah. Well, we got stuff to do. At least you got this episode. I'm gonna, this is like me posting, I guess. Yeah. Maybe you could just cross post this one to your feed and we'll just just post the same episode. Actually not a bad idea, except for the fact that my wife, I'm pretty sure listens now after everything. Oh. And so I need to be more careful about what I say. She made me delete the episode that um, that girl, I did her story. Because yeah. Because she was beautiful in it. I saw, didn't you like change the name first and then it was gone? Something like that? No. No, I deleted it. Yeah, um, yeah I saw that. It was, uh, I figured something like that happened oh well things get so messed up fucking hey all right dude i should probably get going all right well thanks for calling yeah i hope uh people like it next time i'm on i will be sure to point people in that direction awesome yeah i think it'll be nice to have a my last episode was kind of formal I don't think I want to be a formal podcast. Right, that's what I was saying earlier about mine. 
think you're going to do one format and then, you know, it just kind of changes into what, what it is now. And I probably lost people along the way, but you know, I'm, I'm doing this to help people, but I'm also doing it for me. You know, yeah. it's a fucking diary. Right. So I, I like to treat it more like that now. It's like, it's less about informing people because there's only so many topics about bipolar disorder. And <laughs> once I got through 50 episodes or something, I was like, well, what the fuck do I talk about now? <laughs> and so um, having people on and doing the stories and then talking about my life is just a way better format, I think, for me. Yeah. And because I, t- I touched everything that I could possibly think of and people uh send me topics um and i try to i try to do them but uh i like the stories you know because you get connected to people when you can uh relate to them so yeah yeah it's always nice to you know make you feel like you're not quite as alone in everything yeah. i think that's why people like it so much but <laughs> exactly all right well i better let you go so you can do your work thing Yep, that was good talking. All right, you too. All right, and thanks again to Ace for being on the podcast. You can find his podcast at thenormalbipolarguy.podbean.com. Give it a listen and subscribe. Well, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks, guys, for listening. And as always, you can reach me at thatbwordpod at gmail.com. We also have a new email address. It's thatbword at stonefruitmedia.net. And you can find me on Twitter at thatbword1, the numeral one. And you can find me on Facebook at thatbword. And just so you guys are aware, there might be a few changes coming up. Um, I'm going to do my best to make it seamless so that you won't see any difference in Uh, how you receive the podcast Um, but if you do have any problems or if you can't if you can't download it for any reason just shoot me an email and let me know so I can go ahead and fix that issue all right guys thank you so much and uh, we'll be seeing you next time bye